Welcome to Kingdom Talk. This is Yehuda, and today we're going to be discussing the law. This is part of a series of topics, discussions, entitled Christianity Stripped. We are stripping Christianity right back to see what faith looks like without all of the extra doodads put on after the apostles and after Jesus to see what real faith looks like. So strap in because this is going to cause ripples and disruption to the lies and the deceit that has been put through the body. So let's do this. The law. So this is going to be interesting and you're going to have to make a decision after this. The decision is going to be whether the law is enforced, the law of Yah, if it's enforced or not. As a Christian, as a follower or disciple of the Messiah. So uh, let's get into this. We're going to go from Acts chapter 20, verse 17. And we're going to see here that Paul is about to meet with the other apostles. Okay. Um, And this is Luke who's writing and if you didn't know he was a doctor you can call him Dr. Luke and um, he wrote quite meticulously with some details so and he was actually involved in this as you'll see from the beginning Um, because it starts in verse 17 with and when we had come to Jerusalem This is Luke speaking. So he was actually involved and was actually there, an eyewitness, ear witness to all that went on. All right. So as usual, I will be using the uh, King James or New King James Version and the New Living Testament and also the Amplified Bible to give a well-rounded understanding of what really went on Um, and the discrepancy. Whenever there is a discrepancy in translation, we always usually defer back to the King James because that is uh, the earliest version and it also has uh, Hebrew and Greek concordance which we can refer to to get right down to the original wording. Okay, so going from the King James version and we're talking about the law and the question we, we can ask ourselves is, is it in force or not? Because the Christian ter- church says it's not. The Christian church says it's done away with. Even though Jesus said he hasn't come to do away the law with the law or the prophets, the Christian teachers seem, and ministries and churches, they seem to get around it and teach people that it doesn't, it's not applicable. But let's deal with this now. So, Acts 21 from verse 17. And when we had come to Jerusalem, the brethren received us gladly. 
And on the following day, Paul went in with us to James. Now, this is James, the same James who wrote the letter of James. Um, so you can read what he wrote and what he believes. Okay. And all the elders were present. That means all of the other apostles were present. So it says, when we had greeted them, he told in detail those things which God had done among the Gentiles through his ministry. So Luke here is writing about Paul, telling the other apostles what had been going on with him because he had just followed the leading and direction of the Messiah as soon as he realized that he had been going basically against the Messiah. Um, so he was no longer... Uh, disciple of the Pharisees, he was now a disciple, Paul was now a disciple of the Messiah. So now it goes on to say the reaction of the apostles. It says, and when they heard it, they glorified the Lord and they said to him, you see, brother, how many myriads of Jews there are who have believed and they are all zealous of the law or for the law. So that's in the New King James. What does it say in the Amplified Version? It says, And when they heard it, they began glorifying and praising God. And they said to him, You see, brother, how many thousands of believers there are among the Jews. And they are all enthusiastic supporters of the law of Moses. New Living Testament. What have you got to say for yourself? Here we are. Verse 20. After hearing this, they praised God and then they said, You know, dear brother, how many thousands of Jews have also believed and they all follow the law of Moses very seriously. So that gives you an understanding of where the uh, original church was at. The original believers that you saw from Acts chapter 1 where they were at those 3000 who were saved on one day and the lord added daily as much as should be saved this was their mindset there was no condemnation there was no correction they were zealous of the law so let's see how the apostles dealt with these people who were zealous of the law and they went on to say but they have been informed about you that you teach all the jews who were among the Gentiles, to forsake Moses, saying they ought not to circumcise their children, nor to walk according to the customs. What then? They assemble. The assembly must certainly meet, for they will hear that you have come. Therefore, do what we tell you. We have four men who have taken a vow. Take them and be purified with them and pay their expenses so that they may shave their heads and that all may know that those things of which they were informed concerning you are nothing, but that you yourself also walk orderly and keep the law. So let me go to the Amplified uh, on this now. And it goes on from verse 21. It says, Now they have been told about you that you are teaching all the Jews who are living among the Gentiles to turn away from the law of Moses 
advising them not to circumcise their children or to live according to the Mosaic customs. What then should be done? They will certainly hear that you have arrived. Therefore, do just what we tell you. We have four men who have taken a vow. Take these men and purify yourselves along with them and pay their expenses for the, exa- for the temple offerings so that they may shave their heads. Then everyone will know that there is nothing to the things that they have been told about you, but that you yourself also follow and keep the law. This is the Apostle Paul. This is the Apostle Paul that the majority of churches use to state that he has declared that the law is done away with. But I'll get into that in a little while. New Living Testament, verse 21 onwards. But the Jewish believers here in Jerusalem, remember this is the apostle speaking. These are the apostles speaking to Paul the apostle. But the the Jewish believers here, excuse me, but the Jewish believers here in Jerusalem have been told that you are teaching all the Jews who live among the Gentiles to turn their backs on the laws of Moses. They've heard that you teach them not to circumcise their children or follow other Jewish customs. What should we do? They will certainly hear that you have come. Here's what we want you to do. We have four men here who have completed their vow. Go with them to the temple and join them in the purification ceremony, paying for them in paying for them to have their heads ritually shaved. Then everyone will know that the rumors are all false and that you yourself observe the Jewish laws. Did you hear that? So just from that alone and we know that this is the word of Yah he's preserved it so that we can follow the Messiah and walk uprightly before Yah just these verses alone are telling us that if Paul decides to go along with what the apostles are advising him to do then the fact of the matter is the Christian church has mistranslated, misrepresented, deceived for many, many years, multitudes of believers. Think about that. Many years, misrepresented. If Paul goes on to do this. So let's see, does Paul go on to do what the other apostles have stated. So I'm going to miss this this one verse regarding the Gentiles because I'm going to come back to it because it's very, very important. I'll just read it. I'll just read it fast through and then go on, but I'm coming back to it. It says, but concerning the Gentiles who believe, we have written and decided that they should observe no such thing except that they should keep themselves from things offered to idols, from blood, from things strangled, and from sexual immorality. We'll stick a pin there, okay? So what did Paul do with the advice that he was given 
from the other apostles. This is the Apostle Paul with the other apostles. And the question here is, is he going to verify that they keep the law of Moses? Verse 26. Then Paul took the men and the next day, having been purified with them, entered the temple to announce the expiration of the days of purification, at which time an offering should be made for each one of them. He did it. So what's your pastor been telling you? What's your apostles and prophets and evangelists and teachers been telling you? They've been telling you and teaching you how to be a worker of iniquity, how to be a, a worker of lawlessness, how to be a worker who keeps 99% of what God commands and to disobey 1, 2, 3, 4, 10, 20% of everything that the Messiah has said. Let's look on the... Um, let's look... In the Amplified Bible, what does it say here? We'll just look at that verse that we're, uh, verse 27, that we're touching on really. It says, not 27, sorry, it was 26. Let's see what the Amplified says. Then Paul took the four men and the next day he purified himself along with them. By submitting to the ritual, he went into the temple to give notice of the time when the days of purification ending each vow would be fulfilled and the usual offering could be presented on behalf of each one. Wow. Verse 26 in the New Living Testament. Let's see what it says here. So Paul went to the temple the next day with the other men. They had already started the purification ritual. So he publicly announced the date when their vows would end and sacrifices would be offered for each of them. Mm. So now this brings a bit of a dichotomy for all those who preach and teach that the law is done away with. And they take, especially Paul's letter to the Romans, to the church at Rome. But Paul never said that. He said that for righteousness, for righteousness, the law is done away with. Because we are justified through faith. We are made righteous through Christ, through the Messiah. We do not keep the law because it's going to make us just before Yah. We keep the law or we keep the commandments of Yah because we love him. He says, if you love me, keep my commandments. Pretty simple, very straightforward. That's all Paul was speaking about through Romans. If you love me, keep my commandments. And we love him because he first loved 
us. We love Yah because he first loved us. So that's the reason why we keep his commandments. We keep his laws. We don't need now to um, offer up any sacrifices because there's no more temple. Because Jesus Christ, Yeshua HaMashiach, he is our sacrifice. His blood is enough. And he makes us just and right. And then the reason we follow him in, and follow the rest of the apostles in keeping the law, in keeping the commandments, is because he loves us. And that's it, plain and simple. Another question before we go on. If the commandments were done away with, if the law was done away with, why with the new covenant, he says, and this is taken from Jeremiah, that he would write his laws on our heart. Think about that. If he did not want us to keep them, why would he write them in our heart? And as David said, thy law have I hid in my heart. Your word, your law, your commandments have I hid in my heart that I might not sin against you. Wow. Think about that. That's the word of life and light that Yeshua was sowing. And the, the, the word, that law, that um, way of living, the Torah, the divine instruction that we are given to sow to, to make to prepare our heart for so that when it's sown into our hearts it doesn't hit rocky ground it doesn't hit fallow ground it's not choked by the weeds and the cares of this world the the fowls of the birds of the air don't come and pick it out that's what's hidden in our heart that's what's written in our heart okay so let's go on let's go on let's go back to that verse that I said we're going back to. And that was, let me get that here, turn these pages over. Let me see. So think about that. Think about that. So let's go back to 25, verse 25, because now we're going to deal with the Gentiles, because I know there's many of you going, yeah, but that was the Jews. We're not Jews. It, you know, it's, it, it's, that was back then. It's, mm. So can anybody tell me? when it changed, when the gospel changed? Can anybody tell me when the rules changed that Jesus laid down? When the, the apostles' doctrine changed? Because there is nowhere written in scripture, in the law or the prophets, or in the testimony of the apostles, of which is the foundation of faith in the house of Yah. There's nowhere that it states that the apostles' doctrine changed. So let's go to Acts 21, and it says there in this verse, but concerning the Gentiles who believe, we have written and decided that they should observe no such thing, except that they should keep themselves from things offered to idols, from blood, from things strangled, and from sexual immorality. That's actually repeated again. They repeat the 
in well not repeated it's actually where the originals from is in acts 15 so let's go back to acts chapter 15 acts chapter 15 right bear with me just going back there so now this is these are the apostles and now the gentiles are coming to god coming to faith all right and the apostles have met and we have james again here speaking and he says from verse 13 acts 15 from verse 13 men and brethren listen to me simon p who is peter has declared how god at the first visited the gentiles to take out of them a people for his name so this was you see this in acts chapter 10 when he went to cornelius's house and with this the words of the prophets agree just as it is written so now he's quoting from the prophets in regards to what they prophesied and he's declaring that this indeed is the uh, manifestation and the rev the revelation of that prophecy being done he says after this i will return and will rebuild the tabernacle of david which has fallen down i will rebuild its ruins and i will set it up so that the rest of mankind may seek yahuwah it says in there the lord but his name's yahuwah or yah even all the gentiles who are called by my name says yah who does all these things known to god from eternity are all his works now here james the apostle here's what he says therefore i judge that we should not trouble those from among the gentiles who are turning to god but that we write to them to abstain from things polluted by idols from sexual immorality from things strangled and from blood for moses has had throughout many generations those who preach him in every city being read in the synagogues every sabbath so there we have the reason why they wrote that letter and the reason they did not go into any depth the reason is because in every city on the sabbath the synagogues were filled with the teaching of the law of moses so there was no reason for them to go any deeper than telling them to abstain from things polluted by idols from sexual immorality from things strangled and from blood it's as simple as that but just to clarify let us go to the amplified let's amp it up so here we are acts chapter 15 verse 20 Acts chapter 15, verse 20. From 19, let's go from 19. Therefore, it is my judgment, this is James the Apostle, that we do not trouble and make it difficult for those who are turning to God among the Gentiles by putting obstacles in their way. Mm but that we write to them that they are to abstain from anything that has been contaminated 
by being offered to idols and from sexual impurity and from eating the meat of what has been strangled and from the consummation consumption of blood. For from ancient generations, the writing of Moses has been preached in every city since he is read aloud in the synagogues every Sabbath. So they did not want to get in the way of the teaching and the understanding of the law of Moses because those who had come to faith in the Messiah when now because you see Gentiles now they like to uh, those who are unregenerated not born again they like to eat meat that has blood in it and that's one of the things that the apostle said not to do but let's go to the New Living Testament because as I said I like to give a rounded um, view for everybody to really catch a hold of and this is we're going from verse 19 he says and so my judgment is that we should not make it difficult for the Gentiles who are turning to God instead we should write and tell them to abstain from eating food offered to idols from sexual immorality from eating the meat of strangled animals and from consuming blood for these laws of Moses have been preached in Jewish synagogues in every city in every on every Sabbath for many generations mm. so they were not looking to get in the way of the preaching of the law of Moses interesting so we have the apostles we have the apostles affirming that the law is meant to be kept and they should learn the law the Gentiles also telling the Jews that the law should be kept that's why Paul said there's no Jew or Gentile because they've all become one in the Messiah the Messiah said that the law and uh, the, he doesn't come to do away with the law and the prophets and he actually kept the Passover and all the other festivals so where do people get this idea or where do these so-called leaders get the idea that the law is done away with They've made it up and they have convinced people to turn away from following the true Messiah. But let's see now what the Holy Spirit, if the Holy Spirit was involved in this decision. In this decision that the apostles made in Acts chapter 15. Let's go from... Let's go from 25. Oh. Let's go from 23. And these are the apostles. Oh, actually, we'll go from 22. Yeah, I do this a lot. I, I see a verse, and because I like context, and I like everybody to get the whole full background, and I don't just take a piece of scripture here and a piece of scripture there, I want you to get everything. All right. So what I'm going to do is I always go a little bit earlier than even I intended. So let's go Acts 15 verse 22. Then it pleased the apostles and elders with the whole church to send chosen men of their own company to Antioch with Paul and Barnabas. 
namely Judas, who was also named by Sabbath, and Silas, leading men among the brethren. So they've all got together. The apostles have agreed. They've made a decision to send this letter so that the Gentiles um, obey. This is the apostles' doctrine to the Gentiles to stay away from blood, things strangled, things offered to idols, and not eat meat that contains blood. Okay? So they wrote this letter by them, the apostles, the elders, and the brethren. So as we see, it wasn't just the apostles, it was the elders and the brethren. And the letter said, To the brethren who are of the Gentiles in Antioch, Syria, and Cilicia, greetings. Since we have heard that some who went out from us have troubled you with words, unsettling your soul, saying, You must be circumcised and keep the law, to whom we gave no such commandment. Because remember, the law of circumcision was a covenant. And they're showing that the new covenant in Christ, Jesus, Yeshua HaMashiach, the Messiah, it, it supersedes the covenant, the Abrahamic covenant of circumcision. When you actually start to read it, it makes sense. It seemed good to us. This is the, the, the apostles, the elders, and the brethren. It seemed good to us being assembled with one accord to send chosen men to you with our beloved Barnabas and Paul, men who have risked their lives for the name of our Lord Jesus Christ, or Yahushua, the Messiah. We have therefore sent Judas and Silas, who will also report the same things by word of mouth. This is, the scripture says that by the mouth of two or three witnesses shall a thing be established, but they sent four, at least. For And it, here's, here's the kicker. For it seemed good. This is verse 28. For it seemed good to the Holy Spirit and to us to lay upon you no greater burden than these necessary things, that you abstain from things offered to idols, from blood, from things strangled, and from sexual immorality. If you keep yourselves from these, you will do well. Because those Gentiles had already been taught to keep the Sabbath, go to, go to synagogue on a Sabbath and learn about the law. But the covenant, the new covenant of the blood of Yeshua supersedes all covenants. That's the whole point. That's exactly what's being said here. Nothing more. Nothing less. So let's see what it says in verse 28 for the Amplified Version. It says, For it seemed good to the Holy Spirit and to us. What does it say in the New Living Testament? The New Living Testament. The New Living Testament says, For it seemed good to the Holy Spirit and to us to lay no greater burden on you than these few requirements. Absolutely amazing. So they've already said the reason why they've only given them a few requirements. Because the Gentiles were going to synagogue. They were keeping the Sabbath. And learning about the law of Moses. Because even Jesus when he was Yeshua. When he was telling off the Pharisees. Berating them, condemning them. 
He said, you tithe of the mint and cumin, but you forget the weightier matters of the law, like justice, etc. He says, those things you should have done, not neglecting the others. So he never told them not to do it. He told them not to neglect the weightier matters. So you really have a choice here. Who do you believe? Do you believe teaching and and doctrine that is completely contrary to what the apostles, the elders, the brethren and the Holy Spirit said? Or do you continue to state that the law is done away with? The fact of the matter is, as I keep saying, the apostles, prophets, evangelists, pastors and teachers... They have a singular job to teach the body, to teach the brethren, to teach believers how to walk with Jesus, to walk with Yeshua, how to observe, what to observe of what the Messiah taught with regards to living. And as they weren't making it up from the top of their head, you will find throughout the New Testament, throughout the writings and the letters of the apostles, the testimony of the apostles, you will find numerous references to the law as the basis for what they taught because there was no other writings, teaching or anything else that they could quote from but the prophets who had gone before them. So what say you? What do you think? The Apostle Paul, uh, uh, I'll jump to 2 Corinthians 11, just for you and just give you a few verses from here. It says, Oh, that you would bear with me in a little folly, and indeed you do bear with me, for I am jealous for you with godly jealousy, for I have betrothed you to one husband. That's the Messiah, that I may present you as a chaste virgin to the Messiah. He says, but I fear lest somehow as the serpent deceived Eve by his craftiness, so your minds may be corrupted from the simplicity that is in Christ, the Messiah. For if he who comes preaches another Jesus whom we have not preached, or if you receive a different spirit which you have not received, or a different gospel which you have not accepted, you may well put up with it. And this is where we're at. We have those who have been preaching another Jesus that many of you have accepted, another Yeshua, whom the apostles did not preach. People have received a different spirit and they've received a different gospel. And that is what we're in, in the majority of churches. These are just facts. Let's look in the Amplified Bible. It says, for, it says in 2 Corinthians 11, verse 4, For you seem willing to allow it, Let's go back to verse 3. 
But I'm afraid that even as the serpent beguiled Eve by his cunning, your minds may be corrupted and led away from the simplicity of your sincere and pure devotion to Christ. For you seem willing to allow it. If one comes and preaches another gospel whom we have not preached, or if you receive a different spirit from the one you received, or a different gospel from the one you accepted, you tolerate all this beautifully, welcoming the deception. Those are tough words. Because that's exactly what's happened. That's exactly the time that we're living in. What does the New Living Testament say here? From verse 3. From verse 3. But I fear that somehow your pure and undivided devotion in Christ will be corrupted. Just as Eve was deceived by the cunning ways of the serpent, you happily put up with whatever anyone tells you. With whatever anyone tells you. As long as they've got a doctor title in front of them, or they call themselves apostle without any of the signs of an apostle. If they come dressed nice or they're tall and they sound good with a deep voice or whatever, there's something that resonates with you. Many take that and go outside of the gospel. It says, you happily put up with whatever anyone tells you, even if they preach a different Jesus than the one we preach, or a different kind of spirit than the one you received, or a different kind of gospel than the one you believed. And as I said, that's the time we're in. And that's why so many were deceived, have been deceived and fall into iniquity. This is tough. I know it's hard to hear this. But this is just scripture. I'm just reading scripture to you. I'm just reading scripture. So make a choice. What do you believe? The apostles or the apostates? Come. Let us reason together. So there we have it, beloved. It's quite plain and simple. And as always, I invite anyone, anyone, I don't, pastor, preacher, teacher, apostle, evangelist, come, let's reason together. Let's reason together. Reason together, not debate, not argue, because you are going to be held accountable for the souls that come under your influence. You are accountable for the souls that you lead to righteousness and for the souls that you deceive. So I encourage you, you know, be transformed by the renewing of your mind so that you may prove what the good and acceptable will of God, Yah, is. Yah wants you to prove what his good and acceptable and perfect will is. And we know that the scriptures tell us 
that his law is perfect his law is perfect so there we are something to think on and why is it so important because you need to be discipled you need to be discipled disciplined and when you are disciplined which is the base word of disciple when you are disciplined you have standards that you have to keep up to you have an order that you walk to you're not going to be the law doesn't save you the law doesn't justify you Jesus Yahushua does that Yah did that through Yahushua the justification is already done now it's a question of whether you love him or not and he says if you love me keep my commandments he says the apostle says that his commandments are not grievous so the choice is yours if you want to get in touch you know the details go to yaites.org.uk whatsapp us on 07494913543 if you're in the UK if you're outside of the UK get in touch with us by whatsapp on plus 44 which is the international dialing code for the UK 74949135543 um you can also email us email us at mail at yaites.org that's y a h i t e s dot o r g and that's m a i l mail at yaites dot org i'd love to hear from you um if i can help you um whatever serve you if you need discipline if you need baptism whatever you need let me know and i say to you may yah god bless you may yah keep you may yah cause his face to shine upon you and give you peace i love you Shalom love and blessings